Hi, everyone. You're listening to Golden's Guide to Divorce, and I'm Deborah Hawkins, your host. We're here in the fabulous Pronk Studios where we chat about all things mature women want or maybe need to know about divorce, including finding and receiving support, hearing from experts, tips on how to develop your personal toolbox, and ways to move you forward to your best life. So join us now for the Golden's Guide to Divorce with me, Deborah Hawkins. I'm here, Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Golden's Guide to Divorce. And today is just going to be me and you. So a little bit of a special episode. I think you'll enjoy it. I had a really fun time putting all this together and um, can't wait to get started. Before I get into everything, I want to give a shout out to Kylie Odetta who does my theme song, and she is from Greenville, a Greenville girl and local girl, and she is a beautiful songbird, and she's got a beautiful soul. And her music lifts me up so much. Um, We had a conversation not long ago, and I was sharing with her that theme song. I can play that song anytime. And it lifts me up so much. The words are so powerful. The words she writes are so incredible. And um, even though she's a thousand years younger than me, um, her music, I think, just crosses all generations. And um, anyway, I wanted to give a shout out to her. If uh, If you have a chance, listen to the entire song, theme song, Um, I'm Here, I Am Here. Um, The words are phenomenal, beautiful, and will, I promise, lift you up. Um, So check her out. She also just dropped a new album. Um, It's called Blue. So please go check out Kylie Odetta. And I love you, Kylie. Okay, so today... I'm going to go over kind of the last six months of my journey. It's been a while since we've discussed kind of where I am and what's happening, and I know you've been following this journey with me. Um, you know, if this was, if Wednesday is hump day, I would say I'm six months out from finding out about the divorce. I'm feeling like I'm hitting that hump day. And um, it feels good. And, you know, are there days that I still don't cry and hurt and all that? Oh, heck no. But um, I wanted to share with you some things today that as I look back, um, just the insights that I've had now that I've got some time um, behind me. And um, You know, when we started the show, you know, we went through the first 48 when I just found out, and it was a shock, and then we did several shows around emotions and about 
the pain and the fear and the shame and the guilt and all the things that we feel um, going through a divorce and finding out. And, um, you know, we had some great people on, you know, we had John Lee, a great therapist on talking about working through our anger. We talked about how to get our anger out. Um, you know, we moved on and, and, uh, then we began talking about how to move our body to get some of the emotions out. And then, you know, our last episode, it was so fun. We had girls at the table. So we were talking about, you know, divorces being in different stages and supporting each other. And so, you know, I feel like now's the perfect time to kind of do an insight show. I got a couple confessions to make, too. Um, And so I think, yeah, this is a truth-telling show. And uh, you may be surprised at some of the things that you hear. Um, You know, the first thing I, the first real big insight I think I've had is about, when I look back, is about taking responsibility. You know, like when I look back, now that I've worked through a lot of the emotions, you know, the the mist is clearing, the clouds are, you know, moving. And I can see kind of where I played my part in all of it. And I think it's really important that um, if we're going to move forward, we can't stay in the victim mode. We have to take responsibility for our side of the fence, you know, Um As long as we blame and hate and want to be right, um, not that those aren't stages that we go through. I mean, and I still dip in the ditch sometimes. Um, At some point, we have to look at if we want to move forward, I can't be a victim anymore. And so that's that's a really big awareness um, that I've had. And you know, one of the first shows, and this is this is a true true confession time. I said that I didn't know that it was a total shock. And when I look back, you know what? I did know. I did know. I'm not sure that I was ready to recognize it at that time, but I did. And I knew things all the way back from when I started dating. I knew things when there were big conversations. I was aware of not being in alignment in so many ways. And um, I even remember something happening around my wedding, and that that was a big aha, and, and for whatever reason, I stepped over it. And I think that's something that we all do. Um, for a lot of different reasons, 
You know, we've all got our reasons why we won't look at the truth. And, um, but I'm really seeing in order to grow, in order to move on, it's, it's really important that, that I clean up my side of the fence, that I look at what I did or didn't do, um, and that I didn't look at the truth. So, you know, I can't blame him for everything because I didn't use my own voice to say when things were coming up, I don't, no, I don't agree with that. No, I don't want that. No, that doesn't work for me. Um, so I'm really looking at the responsibility um, that I didn't take to take care of me. And, you know, it's, it's not about saying that he was a bad person or anything like that. It was I didn't take responsibility for me early on, even in the dating stages. I was not in alignment with so many things, and um, I just kept going. And I'm still working on why. I'm still looking at why some, why those things I stepped over, and I, I'm, I'll be looking at it for a long time. But I do know there were a lot of truths there that I didn't want to see. And so, you know, I'm saying this today that that may be something you want to look at. And, and, and the other thing is, you know, I'm six months into it. it. It takes as long as it takes. I mean, I'm not saying six months is your mark. I'm not saying any amount is your mark. Um, I'm just saying this is where I am and this is what I'm noticing when I look back. And that's the whole point in going through challenges and hard times and divorces and is to see um, in the end, it's not really about the other person. It's, 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 it's about me. I mean, I'm going to live with me. I'm going to move on with me. Um, so that's been a huge thing. And I became aware that it's kind of like, you know, have you ever worked at a job that you like absolutely hated? I mean, you complained about it constantly. You got up in the morning and complained on the way to work and complained to your partner you didn't want to go and your family how bad it was and how bad your boss is and how bad this is and the coworkers and the work itself. And you come home and you complain and it keeps you up at night. And I think that what I've looked at is it's kind of similar to that. If you... If you don't take responsibility at some point for what you don't like in your life, you know, the universe or God will do something for you. Um, you'll get fired or your partner might say, I want a divorce. Um, so the importance here of cleaning up our side of the fence is really huge. And I thought about the word responsibility, and I mean, think about it. It means being able to respond 
to the situations that are happening in our life. And, you know, I, I didn't respond. I didn't respond. I wasn't truthful. I wasn't courageous enough to say that's not working or that's not in alignment with my values. Um, so, like I said, I'm still looking at why, but I would invite at the right time for you to begin, number one, when you hit hump day, um, and it's not like that I still don't fall apart and fall in the ditch and have bad days, but I'm beginning to see um, what part I played, and that helps me take myself out of victim mode and more in control of my own life because I, I don't want to recreate um, the situation over and over again, kind of like I have for a long time. So um, have you ever heard, you know how I love isms and sayings, have you ever heard that old saying that you can't take an unhappy journey to a great destination? <laughs> I love that. You can't take an unhappy journey to a great destination. And if you think about that, it's kind of like if you were going on vacation and if you complain the entire time and you know, the plane was late and this happened and that happened and, you know, you called and you got a call that your kid was sick or your dog was sick. Or If you felt crappy the entire time of getting to a beautiful destination, chances are you're not going to arrive there and feel hippity-skippity. I mean, that's just not going to happen. So I'm using that as an, an analogy of... Um, I, you know, I saw things and stepped over them. I saw things and didn't tell my truth. I participated and didn't say, whoa, wait, wait, wait. I just went along. And um, I wasn't willing to have the courage to say, no, I don't want that. I don't like that. Stop. So... In claiming responsibility, I have to look at my own behavior and how I contributed. Um, you know, I wasn't, which also led me to look back and see now, when I wasn't speaking my truth, when I could have and should have, um, I probably, that ended up putting me in positions where I did not show up in the way, in a super loving way. So anyway, I'm looking at all that. I'm wanting things to change, and I'm just offering that for you to look at too. That's a big insight for me, and um, like I said, you have to get through all the pain before you can start taking responsibility. Um, you can't it's really hard to be in, you know, and, and blame and shame is part of it. That's part of the journey. You have to be there. I've been there. I still fall in there. But whenever the time is right for you, please, please take some time to look back and see where you didn't take responsibility 
for you, for your life, for your choices, for your love. Um, the second insight that I've had is around detachment and acceptance. And, you know, there's a, uh, Peter Crone says, what's happened has happened. And it happened, and it couldn't have happened any other way because it happened. And at some point, we have to come into some sort of acceptance um, because as long as we're, we continue to look back there and see how awful it was and talk about how awful it was and um, want to be right and blame them, then we, we, we never do move forward. So what I'm offering you to consider is, um, I th and I think it comes naturally. I think some of it comes naturally. Some of it you really have to work at. Detachment can be a really great place to be. Now, I'm not there all the time, but when I do feel detached from what's happening, it allows me to begin to think about, okay, well, what's next for me? What do I want? You know, what do I want my life to look like now? Rather than, oh, how awful that was or he was or, you know, the blame, shame game. And um, it, again, sets me up to really look at what I want in my life and take that responsibility. And and you may not know, like, what you want this red-hot minute. I mean, I, I don't. Um, I'm still figuring everything out, and I'm really glad you're on this journey with me. Um, you know, uh, the other thing about detaching and accepting, you know, if we, if we are not going to move into acceptance, we are going to stay a victim. And staying a victim means that, um, for me, if I stay a victim, then I really don't have to do anything. I still get to blame and shame and put it on, you know, put it on the situation or the person or just consider that. It really takes you out of the power of your own life. It takes you out of the power, out of the driver's seat of your own life. So that's been, that's been another really big one. Another insight I've had, <laughs> maybe some of you are already noticing this, is that you are going to change. I have changed so much in six months, I can't even tell you. I mean, somebody even told me that my eyes look different. I mean, like, I was like, what? Um, but I have. I know to my core I, I am a different person, and I'm not showing up in my life like I once did. And guess what? People don't like it. People don't like it when you're not being what you've always been, especially if it made their life easier. Um, that's been a big aha, you know. Um, I've, you know, stopped 
feeling like I need to tell everybody every single thing that's going on, you know, with my breakup. You know, I've discovered that I don't need to go out all the time. Um, I've discovered all kinds of new things about me, and I've discovered that everybody's got an opinion about it, too. And they'll tell you. <laughs> you don't even have to ask them. They'll tell you uh, what they think about your life or what they think about what you're doing or, yeah, I've gotten a lot of pushback. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Um, a lot of it comes from love, I'm sure. Um, but I'm really happy that I'm finally beginning to get some underneath me. You know what I mean? And um, I kind of like who I am now. I like how I'm changing. And I like how I'm willing to stand up for myself. And I like how I'm not uh, saying yes to everything, you know. I like spending time by myself. I like spending time with me. Um, you know, a lot of people in my life think I should be doing more, getting out more. Um, but... For me, I've really had to break free from the culture of what people thought of me to find out who I really am. And, uh, you know, you don't find out who you really are asking your 14 best friends <laughs> um, what they think about you in your life. So... Um, that's another thing. I mean, other people at some point just can't know what's right for you. I mean, they can make great suggestions, but in the end, um, you know, you go to bed with you. You really know what's right for you. I believe that. I think before I didn't. I don't think I really trusted myself at all. I think I needed to ask everybody what they thought about my life or what I what I was doing or, you know. Um, but you can't listen to 20 people and know what's in your own heart. I'm going to say it again. You can't listen to 20 people and know what's in your own heart. I mean, this time that I've taken to be alone and spend time alone, and um, it hasn't been bad. I'm finding out all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Y'all are going to probably find out. Let me take a sip of water. Um, sooner rather than later. Speaking of um, talking about other people not, uh, not knowing what's truly right for you, um, this is a little bit off the subject, but not really. I wanted to share this because... Um, I think it's really important because when you're in that state of not knowing and when you're in big transition, you do feel like other people have the answers or it's easier for someone else to tell you what to do because you don't trust yourself. I had uh, an, uh, an event where I went to see a therapist who was, I'm just going to say it, she was a, I've done therapy many, many, many years with a lot of different therapists. She was horrible. 
And um, and she wanted to tell me, you know, things that she had no business telling me. And, you know, I did something that I've never done. I mean, I actually got up and walked out and said, no, I won't be coming back to see you. So, you know, I think when you start taking responsibility for yourself and when you start taking care of yourself, you begin to see how things are not right. And especially in this situation when you're hurting, when you're vulnerable, um, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, if a, therap- if a therapist attacks you in any way or tries to make you feel wrong or bad about yourself, get up and freaking run as fast as you can um, because that's not, that's not therapy. And just like there are great doctors and not so great doctors and great lawyers and not so great lawyers, there are great therapists and there is a lot of bad therapists out there. And so take your time finding one that's going to work for you. Um, Side note. Um, Which, you know, also uh, secondary to that is this thing that I've realized about um, needing to be good. I'm doing air quotes right now for people on the podcast. Needing to feel like we're good girls. And I mean, I certainly come from the generation of needing to be a good girl. I mean, that was the way I got all my love and all my approval and all my, you know, for people to like me. And, um, you know, it's funny how when, if you were taking care of your child and you did something out of the ordinary, um, you know, which might can be considered bitchy. Nobody would think if you were doing that for your kid, I mean, that it was bad. But for some reason, for a lot of people, when we start taking care of ourselves and and that inner bitch comes out to take care of our own child inside that is hurting, um, people really, really don't like it. So it also messes up their... Um, their reality. You know, if I don't perform in the way, if I'm not the good girl and perform in the way that you like, it's going to make you feel a certain way. Well, guess what, y'all? That's about them. It's not about you. Especially when you're going through something like this. So please take the good girl hat off. I'm desperately trying to take the good girl hat off. And I'm sure people have recently looked at me as a bitch. And you know what? That's okay. Because I'm learning how to be courageous. I'm learning that it's okay to take care of me just as much as it would be okay for me to take care of my child. Okay. Next insight. Get comfortable in the not knowing. And I guess the truth is we never get totally comfortable in the not knowing, but kind of get sort of comfortable with knowing that you're not going to know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, with my job situation. I'm not completely sure where I'm going to be living 
six months from now. Um, my dog's getting older, and I can see things, and I don't know how much longer she's going to be with me, you know. But I'm trying to live in a place of it's okay to not know. It's okay. I mean, I know we want to know <laughs> what's even going to happen in the next moment so we can feel safe, but that's not real security. So just toy with the idea that we really don't know what's going to happen. Oh, my goodness, 2020 certainly taught us that. We have no idea um, what's going to happen. And, you know, when you're in the not knowing and it is so uncomfortable, don't forget to ask the divine for help, you know. Um, ask the divine to show you something, you know. I mean, I'm always asking for signs. Um, so, or just ask for the next right step, not where you're going to be in six months, but, you know, just, or the next year, you know, just ask for the next right step. Okay, and then um, I wanted to talk about forgiving yourself on the daily, which we throw that word forgiveness around all the time, but I can't tell you how it's gotten me through the last six months forgiving myself on the daily. Um, and I really do that in order to handle, you know, the shame and the guilt that still pops up and probably will for a long time. And shame and guilt is something that happens in our lives all the time. Um, so I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've, I've said, God, you know, I failed again at marriage. I failed again at marriage. And what I'm learning now, which is helping me so much, is to remind myself, and I want you to remind yourself, you know, I did the best I could back then. If I had known better, I could have done better. And I say that a lot. I'm doing the best I can. I did the best I could then. And if we don't forgive, we're just carrying that big old burden that turns into all kinds of other stuff. And we've talked plenty about that. But really be gentle with yourself when these emotions come up and, you know, do what you can to forgive yourself, to realize that um, none of us are perfect. We're all here walking this journey trying to figure out um, how to love each other and love ourselves and have a better life tomorrow than we did today. Um, somebody, somebody said to me one time, when, when shame and guilt shows up, invite them in for tea. <laughs> You know, like, oh, shame and guilt are here again. Come on in. Come on in. I, I see you're wanting some attention again, you know. Be gentle with yourself and use humor. I mean, that really helps. Um, and the other thing about forgiving is that um, you won't ever get to the place where you forgive the other person until you've really forgiven yourself. Like I've totally backed off from trying to forgive my ex because it needs to happen with me first. 
Because if I don't do that, there's not going to be room in my mind and my psyche to hold forgiveness for him or anybody else, really. And um, and it's not like that I still don't, you know, work on trying to forgive him. I mean, I still light my candles every morning and I still, you know, ask that, you know, may he be peaceful, you know, maybe may, may he be um, healthy, may he be abundant, you know, may he be happy. I mean, I still work on that, um, but I've come to realize in the last six months that it's me I got to forgive first. And if it doesn't happen here, there will be no room for him or anyone else or any other situation. So I invite y'all to really think about that. Okay, enough about my insights. I've had a lot in six months, right? So we are going to go to break. And um, when we come back, we're going to talk about the golden tool box tool um, for this segment. And we'll be right back. This episode of The Golden's Guide to Divorce is proudly brought to you by Franny's Pharmacy of Greenville, a leading seed-to-shelf hemp and CBD brand. From tinctures to topicals and everything in between, Franny's Pharmacy Greenville is the most curated and thoughtfully stocked CBD dispensary in the Southeast. Whether you're shopping in-store or online, rest assured they only bring you the best of the best. Check out Franny'sPharmacyGreenville.com today and enjoy free shipping. And welcome back, everyone, to Golden's Guide to Divorce. And we're in Pronk Studios. I'm not sure if I mentioned that the last time, but I love it here. Um, so just wanted to mention them. They're so great to work with and um, meeting new people every day and loving it here. Okay, so the golden tool, as you, as you can see, the box is not here. It's getting a little heavy to carry around. I think I'm going to have to get another box. But the tool for today is called Oracle, which means that, you know, when we're seeking guidance and we come to that realization that no one can actually tell us, you know, the answers sometimes, um, it's going inside or asking for help or asking the divine or the universe to show us something. It's kind of like picking up, you know, a lot of people will pick up the Bible when they're really concerned or have um, something going on and they just feel like they need answers. And they'll pick up the Bible and just open to a page. And many times an answer, an insight, something that you just really need to hear is right there. So um, I do that with a lot of things. Um, I have um, a set of uh, cards here that, you know, there are all kinds of cards out there that are really fun and they're very helpful, um, you know, just when you just need something, you know, you, you don't want to talk to anyone else. You don't want to ask anyone else. But you're really looking for the divine to say something to you that you need to hear. And sometimes what comes, you know, you may not get it in that red-hot minute, but you might that afternoon or the next morning or the next day. Um, but for instance, like I opened to this card today and... Um, 
when I was asking what was on my mind, I mean, what it sh- what it's saying is um, enter into your sacred space, which, you know, just lets me know that um, my relationship with the divine is the greatest thing for me right now and the biggest challenges of my life and to make sure that I'm making time and space for that. Um, one of my teachers... Um, a great teacher. Um, actually, I studied under Debbie Ford for uh, three years. Um, I love all of her books, and it's almost any time I can open her book and um, find something that you know that I need that I need to hear. Um, like, for instance, I open here, and it says. Um, What am I resisting in my life? What am I afraid of? What will happen if I surrender to the situation? What obstacles need to be removed before I can surrender? So so I would invite you to um, make sure that you're using things like this to help you when you're really needing deeper answers or you're tired of asking uh, your 20 best friends (laughs) and they're tired of saying anything um, and you want to do it a little deeper, you know. Sometimes I even, you know, I'll go on a walk or maybe I'll ask something that morning and I'll go on a walk and I'll find things like, um, I think I've talked about this before, like sometimes I'll find a feather and that that has a particular meaning for me. Um, I'll find a daisy that has a particular meaning for me. Um, and I know what's being said on a bigger scale. You know, I know what's being relayed to me, um, and it's something that I need to hear. Um, you know, I was on a walk a couple weeks ago, and um, and I just asked. I think, like, it was a couple days before, I was like, you know, if I if this is the right next step for me, let a penny show up or, you know, a coin or anything. And so I found a penny, which is not, um, which is probably not in itself, you know, a huge thing. But along with the penny, there was a safety pin. Okay, not one, but two safety pins. And the particular thing that I was asking about, about moving forward, was around my own safety. You know, it wasn't the safest thing for me to do for my career or whatever. And for two safety pins to show up, not one but two, in the middle of a parking lot, um, you know, that was just, that was something for me to hold on to. That was something that was guidance and a message and an insight that was given to me. Um, and I trust those things, you know. And I, I think if you look for them, you know, you can find them. And, you know, we want to be able to trust our intuition and we want to be able to ask the divine, am I moving in the right direction? Is this the right you know, is this the right thing for me to do right now? And um, so this is a great way for you to, for you to be able to do that. Um, 
Okay, so my final thoughts on today. Um, you know, I've been having realizations that this show is not only just about divorce, but it's about endings, you know, whether that's a relationship or a job or, you know, people die. I mean, you know, people can leave and we don't have any control over that. So I think every time we gather and talk here, um, not it certainly helps me. I hope that it's helping you, but it, we can really look at um, the endings that are happening in our life and how do we how do we get in the right space to handle them when they do happen? And I hope that's what I'm providing for you here. And I'd love to know what tools you're using to, you know, because an ending, you know, you know what that means. An ending means there's a beginning. And um, I'm seeing in my own journey that this divorce and then the heart attack and heart awakening, all the things that have happened in the last six months are really a catalyst for who I'm becoming and the redirection of my life because I'm doing things that I would have never done. I'm being someone that I would never be um, because of an ending. And, you know, it takes time to get there. Um, but I am beginning to see that. And I'm hoping for you, no matter where you are in your journey with divorce, that you're beginning to see that as well, that maybe there's been some positive things um, that have shown up in your life because of divorce. And if they haven't yet, I promise you they will. Um, this is also, you know what? This has given me the opportunity to really dive deep into my own courage, which is a big thing for me. And um, and I'm becoming someone new and different, and which means there's going to be new and different journeys for me. And um, I hope that for you too. So um, until next time, please send any comments in, ask any questions. If I can support you in any way, please let me know. That's really why I'm here. I want you in the, on this journey with me, and I want to support you on your journey like you are for me every time I show up at this desk. And, um, you know, as always, um, and as the theme song says, you know, we're still here. I'm still here. So until next time, love you. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode of The Golden Sky to Divorce. And if you at home happen to be going through one, do us both a favor. Stand up and declare, I am here. We'll see you next time. I am here. I am here.